Cancel culture snuffs out ideas, norms, structures, and lives. Cancel culture emerged from the arrogant, ignorant 1960s when the parasites of communism, the black power movement, the feminist movement, and the sexual revolution took root in their host, the boomer generation, who went on to assume positions of power within government and the propaganda wing of government, academia, which passed on the ever-mutating parasites. The father of lies deceived unbelievers into embracing communism, which advanced covetousness and classism, that is, bitter class warfare. He used the radical black power movement to advance racism, that is, hatred of whites. He used feminism to advance misandry, that is, hatred of men. And he used the sexual revolution to advance profligate promiscuity, thereby destroying bodies, minds, hearts, souls, families, and churches. Then the father of lies twisted life-sustaining concepts like equality before the law, justice, inclusivity, safety, love, and truth into ugly, monstrous things, retaining their outward-appealing shapes, but emptied of their original, benevolent, and salubrious content. Cancel culture emerged as a mutation to snuff out any ideas, norms, structures, and people that serve to kill the parasites and heal the host. We've been conned big time. The parasite grows and the con continues. Increasing numbers of people, including now, even centrists and people who hold left-of-center views, are losing their jobs and reputations for refusing to speak lies. They're losing their jobs for saying, all lives matter, for refusing to refer to women by male pronouns for saying men can't menstruate, for saying homosexual acts are immoral, for refusing to be part of celebrations of sexually deviant faux wedding ceremonies. In public elementary, middle, and high schools, Democrats are canceling the expression and study of ideas they don't like. Marriage has been destroyed through the divorce culture and homosexual activism, and the church is being infiltrated by wolves in sheep's clothing. Some aren't even bothering with the lamb's wool anymore. While truth-tellers are canceled, liars are celebrated. Late last week, presidential candidate Joe Biden, an empty shell of a man almost completely devoured by the parasites within, gave two interviews, one with sycophant Andrea Mitchell and one with sycophant Anderson Cooper. Fabulous Biden jam-packed more lies into two short interviews than one would think humanly possible. Apparently polling showing that Americans don't much like murder, arson, and looting and consequently don't like Biden so much, jolted him into trying to appear as if he cared about murder, arson, looting, and other assorted forms of mayhem, which leftists have been trying to pass off as peaceful protests. In a brazen display of projection and prevarication, Biden tried to blame the Democrat-fomented mayhem and destruction that Democrat mayors and governors refused to quell on Trump. And then Biden said that Trump is rooting for the street violence because he, Trump, thinks it helps his campaign. I kid you not, Biden said that. Biden tried to impute to Trump the wicked and callous machinations of which he, his puppeteers, and the street thugs, the contemporary incarnation of Mao's Red Guard or Hitler's youth, are guilty. In the two interviews, Biden addressed Kyle Rittenhouse's shooting of two people in the Kenosha riots after admitting, and I quote him, I don't have enough details to make a final judgment and 
I don't know enough to know what that 17-year-old kid did, end quote. You know, pesky details like whether Rittenhouse shot in self-defense or not. Biden says Trump should have condemned Rittenhouse publicly without having enough details to make a judgment. What a foolish, unprincipled man Biden remains even in his diminished state. As it happens, the details pertaining to the terrible events in Kenosha matter. Video evidence and interviews suggest strongly that Kyle Rittenhouse did not transport any weapon illegally across state lines, he is not a white supremacist, and he didn't murder anyone. Video evidence and interviews suggest that he was helping protect a local business and giving aid to anyone injured during the riots. It appears he may have fired his weapon in self-defense at men who had pursued and attacked him. So Biden wants a sitting president to publicly condemn a teen for murder before he has any facts. Think about that for a moment. Imagine that Kyle Rittenhouse were your child. Do Biden or his handlers really think Americans are so stupid they can't see his cunning and absence of moral convictions? It has been Biden, his party, and his bootlickers at CNN, the New York Times, and Washington Post who have been relishing the suffering that rioters have inflicted on honest, hardworking Americans because they thought the mayhem would get Biden elected. Now that they see it's hurting his election chances, they're scurrying like roaches exposed to light to change course and condemn protests. It's always sickening to see roaches. It's especially sickening to fully realize what they've been doing in their dark, hidden corners. The little monsters created and unleashed on America by Democrats have surrounded, harassed, shrieked obscenities at, demanded obeisance from, spit on, and or assaulted Americans, including the elderly, women, police, and the wife of a sitting U.S. senator. They have killed people of color and destroyed their businesses. And until unfavorable polling just last week, Democrats called this lawlessness mostly peaceful protests, while condemning Trump for offering to help end the violence. A mere nine years ago, Biden said this about America in a speech delivered at a Chinese university, and I quote, We are an incredibly heterogeneous nation. That's part of our strength. That's part of the boundless capacity of the American people. But it's also part of the enduring strength of our political and economic system and the way we educate our children, a system that welcomes immigrants from across the globe who enrich our national fabric and revitalize our diverse multi-ethnic society. And, I would point out, we are still the destination where most people in the world seek to come. End quote. But now Biden is the titular head of the lying party. In the service of toadying up to leftist radicals, Biden this year said, and I quote, People all across this country are enraged, and rightly so. Every day, African Americans go about their lives with constant anxiety and trauma of wondering, will I be next? Sounds like an exaggeration, but it's not. All Americans, equal in rights and in dignity, are part of an ingrained systemic cycle of racism and oppression that runs throughout every part of our society. End quote. Hmm. So which is it? For Democrats, it's whatever will get them power. 
Neither schools, nor the mainstream press, nor the Democrats to whom they have sold their souls care about true safety, equality, justice, inclusivity, love, or truth. They don't seek to discover through study and discourse what those ideas mean. They seek absolute power to impose their distorted, contorted redefinitions. And Satan smiles. Cancel culture is too tepid, too weak a term for what Democrats have created. We're living, just barely, in snuff culture.